0: Welcome to the Careers in Action podcast, brought to you by the Damore McKim Graduate Career Center at Northeastern University. We simplify the details behind successful careers, one interview at a time. Whether you're a student exploring your future or just curious about the world of work, discover the real stories, insights, and daily adventures of professionals from diverse industries. And action. Hello and welcome back to the Careers in Action podcast. This is episode two and today's guest is Holland Stam. Holland is a second year MBA student and over the summer was a revenue growth management, hydration, tea and coffee intern at the Coca-Cola company. Thanks for being here, Holland.
1: Thanks for having me, Sarah. I appreciate the opportunity.
0: Of course, of course. So we have a lot of great information to get into today. We'll just dive right into it. So walk me through what made you choose your concentrations when you were deciding in your first year in the program.
1: Sure. So I knew before I even began the program that I wanted to concentrate analytics. I had um, previously at Duke University uh, wound up uh, as an art history major taking a fair amount of statistics courses in in my last year at Duke, taking four in two semesters and wanting to still continue to learn more both in apply, applied to my own research that I was doing, figuring out how to best um, optimize particular outcome variables for me and my research. It was um, art history textbook area at the time. And, and currently it's looking more at, at price as a uh, second, you know, if my second concentration being finance um, the second concentration decision was a bit more difficult. I definitely leaned into, Um, I let myself have like the fall term to take all of the required courses, if you will, and try to learn a little bit, keep an open eye, kind of open mind to different kinds of opportunities and respect my interests a little bit. I ended up loving the both material and coursework involved in the finance concentration and think that it's by far the most applicable both in business and in life type of coursework that you can do uh, to best kind of set yourself for success in the future. So between analytics and finance, those reasonings were one was kind of before, and then one was kind of during the program. But it's been a pretty awesome experience for both, I'd say, thus far.
0: Awesome, yeah. And I think we'll we'll kind of learn a little bit more. Um, but really wanted to go into. I know obviously we'll go into kind of what your corporate residency looked like at Coca Cola, but I wanted to go into the prep because you and I spent a lot of time prepping into mm-hmm. your credit. You were you were all over it to make sure you were prepared for the interview. So wanted to just kind of go through what that looked like from your perspective.
1: Sure. So like in general, my prep for like applying to corporate residency was definitely leveraging both people that I knew in my network and also really working with y'all and working with people in my own network to sharpen my resume, sharpen my interview skills, figure out what it was I really wanted and what opportunities would fit someone like me. I think the toughest thing was I'm a very unique individual with very unique past experiences, which set me up to opportunities I needed to find that were maybe not. On the beaten path, as someone without maybe prior really strong work experience, but also just experiences that you know from soccer traveling globally, traveling uh, domestically, competing in elite eights to things like uh, you know research I've led at Duke University, things, interests that I have, all that stuff. So it definitely took a while to figure out both through my own network and through my own personal journey of what I wanted to do. That being said, once I came across the opportunity at Coke, I actually found the offering. Um, or not exactly the the job that I worked, but it was an offering of like, finance and analytics, corporate finance, and it was like semicolon like analytics, something of that sort for Coke. Um I found it through LinkedIn and then was mentioning to my mom when I, you know, was, you know, working on my resume to apply to it. And she was like, Oh, like turns out I have a friend that I went to college with who's actually uh, one of their corporate lawyers. So I was like, Mom, that's crazy. Maybe I should uh, like, you know, you know, reach out, figure out if I can Learn about the business kind of from something that works for the company's perspective, you know, pros and cons of potentially he knows the, about the opportunities that the internship program has, things of that sort. So had a really awesome conversation with um, Livingston Johnson, who uh, gave me the opportunity to kind of express myself, kind of show the things that I'm interested in. And he recommended a bunch of, you know, applying to a, a bunch of different opportunities. Again, applied to like for AgroCola in and of itself. And then the process of uh, once I landed the interview, uh, definitely working super closely with Sarah, uh, just to a learn the business. Like we we learned uh, that there are two hundred different products that that Coke offers across the world. they are in two different countries. For me, the products I would be working on would be like Powerade, Dasani, Smart Water. On the you know bullet points of what the job description was, looking at you know types of ideas that generate ROI, which is return on investment. So looking at like risk analysis and, and financial modeling to be able to you know talk to points of, of experiences I've had that have touched on strategizing best ways to optimize revenue, both short and long term. And just overall going into it being you know my authentic self and being open to like be open to uh, be vulnerable in an interview setting, being open to be nimble in an interview setting. For me, I think I also did a really good job uh, working with Sarah to leverage like my own why Coke story. Um, as a student athlete, I um, have, you know, the NCAA is a partnership, is, has a partnership with uh, Powerade, which is a coke product that I was applying for handily. Uh, so I actually was able to tell a story about how since I was a freshman in college, since 2018, I've always worked to, to make it to the uh, tournament, which is the NCAA tournament at the end of the year. And at that point in time, you're always given Powerade water bottles and these blue uh, blue water bottles. And so I kind of told this story about how I've always worked to, you know, have a Coke product in my hand, have a power right in my hand uh, and to win championships. And that's kind of what I wanted to continue to do in the corporate space. So things like that kind of helped me best prepare and best kind of set myself for success and, and just getting the, resident, the corporate residency in and of itself. So, yeah.
0: Thanks, Holland. And, you know, I think to Holland's credit, the true embodiment of really going after something and really working hard to get it. I think that you did a really great job, right? You leverage your network and we tell students that all the time. You reached out and did an informational interview. You said, where do my skills align? And that can be applying to multiple jobs at a company. Like you said, that first role that kind of got you involved in thinking about Coke was finance and analytics, which were, which were your concentration. So a great place to start if listeners tuned in for the first episode, we had our our employer, Bella Fields from Acquia, talk about, you know, your why. So I think we continually hear that from the student and employer perspective. And I think that's a really important story to tell is the why. And for you, you know, you have that personal experience with Coke and, and that was that that came through on your interview. So really now just wanted to get into, you know, what does your corporate residency, what did that look like? I mean, I got to see, you know, some videos from you and hear about it, but would love to hear from you what that looked like and what projects you worked on the summer, um, then also that final showcase that you won. So would love to hear more.
1: Yeah, thanks so much. It was a, an experience unlike any other I've had so far in my uh short, short and uh early corporate career um, that looked to continue in the future. Kind of beginning before I even started the, the corporate residency, my manager reached out and actually set up a call with me to explain kind of my overall deliverable and how he was going to place. Uh, I remember the quote. He's like, "Yeah, we're gonna put a billion dollar brand into your hands, and and kind of you'll be leading its its revenue growth strategy for the summer." And I was like, "Oh, turns out I've you know acquired responsibility. <laughs> like, who let me do that?" Uh, I remember being starstruck and calling my mother and being like, "Mom, like they're gonna give me a billion dollar brand to to try to figure out you know what kind of p- best packages to move forward with," um, which I was pretty starstruck at. But that being said. The opportunity that they like Coke provided, both from when I first got there to um, right at the end of medical residency, they were always willing to teach and learn and foster a community of like really deep company culture and like being really proud of both where you're working and what you're doing to optimize the brand or brands that you're working on. So for me, I worked on Dasani, which is a base water brand, and was able to kind of strategize and figure out two new package offerings for that particular product. And through that was able to leverage a bunch of really interesting raw data that the company collects and, and look at different kinds of consumer insights to, A, figure out what my overall story was going to be and how I'm going to best tell the story with both data and also business you know gut intuition, if you will. Um, and then also being able to communicate those ideas to both people internally at the firm, and then to our, our supply chain, our bottlers across the U.S., and then also to our customers, uh, being like grocery stores, Publix, Kroger, things of that sort, and just being given that responsibility and also opportunity to ask questions, um, not only to my manager, but across the firm. My, like They set up networking calls. Like, my first week, my boss set up networking calls for me, and then was like, okay, like every week, yeah, you should be doing work in some regard from nine to five, Monday through Friday, but also like, Work is networking. Work is learning what you want from this experience. Go out and schedule, put time in people's calendars, learn about the business. Don't just learn about our particular revenue book management sector, which I did spend a lot of time in and and do want to go back to, hopefully. Reach out to people in strategy, marketing, supply chain, procurement, which is something that for me, I absolutely loved about Coke's culture. They want you to learn and be able to take on new adventures and new challenges in your career uh, versus kind of just knowing and doing one particular function, which for me I think is less interesting long term.
0: That's awesome. So I did mention this, but I would love to hear more about the showcase and the fact that you won.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so my my
1: manager uh, and I have a had a have and and had at the time a great jive of we both really want to be the best what we do and deliver every day kind of uh, our best self and push each other and challenge each other. I remember we had a midway feedback and he was like, Hey, you're doing great, but like keep pushing back. Like I really love how you don't just accept things for being right or wrong. You think about them and you push back, continue to do that. Leverage your own you know, gut, if you will, or, or past experiences and lean into them. Don't be afraid to to ask questions. Don't be afraid to mess up. You're gonna mess up. That's how you react. How you respond. Which for me translates, you know, to my my past experience on the field in soccer. Right. You have to be super nimble in what you're doing in order to be successful. And there's gonna be days where you wake up and you try your best and you fall right in your face. And so being able to kind of work through that. He and I had a very similar, and the company in and of itself had a very similar kind of desire to go out and win in the in the corporate space, whether that's in share, uh, sale, like. Uh, retail dollars, things of that sort. And so I remember I was preparing pretty rigorously, both in my ability to tell my story and explain, hey, what did I do? I worked on making new packages for a particular brand. I met with and convinced our bottlers that uh, my particular offerings were a great idea. I met with customer teams, Publix and and Kroger and said, hey, like these are um, the types of reasons as to why we should move forward with these two new packages, able to communicate those ideas in a way that led to them asking questions, but also them, Hey, like, you know, giving me a little bit of respect and, you know, as a, as a rookie, if you will um, the amount of time and attention that I, and care that I put into my deliverables were noticeable in in my opinion, humbly uh, that of course, but as I prepared to explain that in the, in the corporate space, I worked, my boss uh, recommended and also I got into it, but I reached out to the marketing team at Coke just to, you know, get the most pretty PowerPoint I could. I was able to actually get renderings of the potential new packages done for me. We were able to outsource that work. I actually got 3D mock-ups of it. I thought through different strategies of how to engage the the you know passerby. So the setup uh, of, this, of this showcase was to A explain your deliverable to the entire company. So people come in from both your own team but across the firm and also um so between other interns and anyone across the firm. I mean, all the way up to our C suite. I, I was I pitched my deliverable to uh the Cco the chief commercial officer who is like five levels above me and he was just as engaged as you know the intern next to me was when I was telling my story which something I, I absolutely adore about coke and their culture it's just the amount of you know touch and and community orientation that we have within our company the you know want to get to have a conversation with every single person and want to learn from every single person is is a beautiful thing about the company of itself and so for me I was able to actually in that setting I was like I said Two, two options for cups. One was tap water and one was Dasani and to see if you could taste the difference between which uh, which product and, and things like that, things thinking outside the box, your deliverable, engaging a client or, uh, you know, a passerby, if you will, um, in your story and being able to kind of express yourself in a way that, you know, hey, I have these numbers and I have this data, but I'm actually going to go ahead and engage you one-on-one to explain my story. Then I am going to, you know, read off a of PowerPoint or um, kind of be monotone and to rehearse, if you will, but kind of just leaning into the, Different types of things that are thrown your way, and at the end of it, you essentially, if you attended the uh, showcase from you know people across the firm, you vote you voted on which one was the best. And I ended up uh, being lucky enough to to receive quite a few votes to to win that showcase out of about ninety interns across the across the company. So I was pretty pretty blessed in that regard for sure.
0: Well, we're certainly really proud of you and I think you should be proud of yourself and you know a general theme I, I see with you and it's something that I really enjoy and I think that our students are are looking to do is this, this storytelling right so not only being able to interpret the data but but being able to showcase it like you said I was able to you know leverage my network I outsource renderings I I took this seriously I found out of the box thinking and I think something really fun about you is you did talk to this you have a unique story to tell right and I'd love for you to talk about, I mean, I think that you have many opportunities in which you are a leader, right? You talked about soccer and how you could leverage that for Coke, but I think your undergraduate research, I'd love for you to talk about that and then how you were able to continue that and really how you got that at Northeastern and how you approached a professor. So I'd love to hear more about that.
1: Sure. So its inception was uh, actually a product of COVID-19. The only in-person course I had both my fall and spring semesters as a junior at uh, Duke was uh, art markets. <laughs> so for my only in-person class I had as a uh, fall of my junior year and spring was, was literally just history of art markets. And then it was like part two history of art markets and my professor. So I have a Dutch, uh, i Dutch American. Um, my professor was of course, the Dutch man who lonely lectured in person. And as you can imagine, we hit it off. I'm a, I'm someone who's very inquisitive just by nature. And so during lectures, I like to make sure I say engage by, you know, hey, if I have a question, I'm going to go ahead and ask it. Um, and so it did so, ended up kind of creating a, a pretty deep rapport with him. And then I remember I wanted to prepare to do an honor C just to graduate with distinction, something that like everyone in my family has always done. So I wanted to, you know, make the make the parents proud and kind of engage in, in research that I could, you know, at the end of the day, hopefully publish and be proud of as something that I did at Duke University and, you know, graduate with distinctions, all of that kind of stuff. So met with him for some reason in that meeting, it came up. I was like, I'm just, I don't understand why certain artists, like look at Jackson Pollock. He's known for splatter painting. Like why is he being talked about so much when I could do the same thing and no one's going to care at all that I'm splatter painting a canvas. Like what's, (laughs) what's, what's going on here? I I really want to know. And he was like, okay, figure it out. (laughs) And I was like, what? And he was like, that's your project. Go figure out how to find that answer. So through that, I, Ended up learning that to answer questions like that, you need data. You need to know how to run regressions with that data. You need to be able to code. You need to be able to collect uh, new variables to answer those types of questions. And so from there, I ended up taking two econ classes, four staff courses, collected my own data, published my own data. First time any Duke undergraduate has ever collected and published their own data and just absolutely fell in love with the work. Results at the end of the day end up showing that it really matters if you're included in museums such as the MoMA in New York Museum of Modern Art, and it really matters if you're an artist who is uh, for for modern contemporary work. It really matters if you're an artist that's either Spanish or Italian as pretty big factors as to what gets you into art history textbooks. And that was my outcome variable. So I, you know, this overall question of why why are artists becoming famous, etc. My metric for fame that I developed was, okay, I can measure the amount of pages uh, an artist has written about them in textbooks. Let me have that be my outcome variable. And so just being creative, he, my advisor, the Hans van Niegrat, my Dutch uh, advisor, uh, art history professor at, at Duke, really pushed me to work with my cross-functionals in an you know academic space, which is now, you know, looking back on it, a very business-minded thing of he was like, hey, there's a whole staff department Go learn about it from them. Hey, there's an entire econ department. Go figure out some econ department things you need to know and things you want to know um, to get better at what you, you know, the stories that you want to tell. I ended up being a runner-up for a Fulbright scholarship from that. I ended up uh, learning that I wanted to pursue analytics in the business realm, which kind of wound me up here. And so both being able to continue my soccer career here. Coming to Northeastern, cold, cold emailed about 10 different professors. Some reached back out. Most didn't. I set up two uh, meetings, with, uh, meetings with two different professors. One ended up being like, "Hey, I love this idea. What's run with it? Um, his name being Christopher Robertson in the International Business Department, I actually met him. he He works as the athletic department faculty rep. So I actually met him like during orientation uh, last fall when I first got here as a fifth year, a fifth year student athlete, a first year MBA student. And so ever since i've I've worked for him since January, I pitched my idea to him, I want to say late October. And he was like, yep, sure, you're hired. Like, let's get after it whenever we can in the spring. And so just essentially he gave the opportunity to hire an undergrad to collect new info about price. So now we're instead of looking at just textbook area, we're looking at, hey, in a market setting in the art luxury art market industry, let's look at price as our variable that we want to figure out, hey, what's impacting price so much? And our question really is looking at, hey, if you sell a work in a different country, how much more or how much less are you going to end up on average uh, garnering for that particular work for that given artist, looking at the impact of the location of the sale. And so through that work, we have been able to uh, present at a conference in Ireland, got the opportunity to do that back in April, and then, or so we got accepted into that conference back in April, and then I was able to present. Uh, Bless my head coach for allowing me to miss a game, but I was able to fly out to Ireland and late August and present uh, our research about, hey, if you sell artwork in New York, it's always, always, always gonna sell for more than if you put it up for sale anywhere else in the world, which is pretty cool. And I use a bunch of different uh, data, uh, the same data that I use undergrad, I just essentially expanded it and then have used those same variables and and it sh- basically shows there's a super high impact of selling it both in a country that's pretty far away from the origin of the, the, art, the artist itself. So say you have a Chinese artist, you'd wanna the work of that Chinese artist in a country farther away um, from that country to garner a premium, so it's going to be more expensive, or on average more expensive, if you sell that work in New York or in London than if you do in its home country, say Beijing or Hong Kong, um, in those cities, etc. And so, yeah, we get hopefully we'll publish that up at the end of this of the semester. And we're also working on a couple of new case studies that I'm excited about. We're working, we're looking into working with Rivion to write a case study about them. Uh, to publish for next spring. And so, yeah, just kind of taking your interests and following them, I think is definitely something that's helped me in my career, both in school and out of it thus far.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's awesome. And it it clearly shows your love of data and the places it's taken you, right? Like, so you were able to go to Atlanta and um, Ireland on all these places, just because you're like, I am curious, I want to be able to showcase this data in a way that makes sense. Um, so I think that's just so fun to share. Um, and then just last question, any advice you'd have for our first year students would love to hear from your perspective.
1: I think the the best advice that I can give is lean into the opportunities that you have here and the people that you have access to. Put as much attention as you as you want and, and, and need into your coursework. Definitely be as driven and detail-oriented as you can be in those spaces, but also know that there kind of is a, a unique balance that, you know, is a challenge, but also an opportunity, right? So you can take that and say, hey, in my case, I, I absolutely adore professors like Mark Booley picking his mind, going to his office hours, learning both about the material, but also about his past, um, leveraging, you know, people in the career center like Sarah, going to networking events. If not, you know, if I, I learned early on in my, you know, experience with this MBA program, networking is not something to be shy about. Be curious, you, you know, don't be, you know, it's it's not shameful to want to know more about someone's past and, you know, better yourself in those kind of questions that you ask them. Hey, how did you, how did you, you know, revise your resume to get into, this banking role or, Hey, how did you um, figure out that you A, wanted to do marketing? And, and then what were the steps that you took to get to the role in marketing that you're currently in? I think that for me, I'm someone that's curious and driven. And so that's kind of helped me both in and out of the classroom um, and just not being, not being afraid to to take risks. And sometimes you're, you're going to succeed and sometimes you're not. And that's all part of the journey and, and trying to, you know, get the best out of something. So, yeah.
0: That's fantastic advice. And I think a great way to end episode two. So thank you so much to Holland. I really, again, look forward to watching you grow and thrive in your career and really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. I appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to Careers in Action. Be sure to follow the podcast on Spotify and Apple Music. Stay curious, keep learning, and take action towards your dream career. Until next time, cut.